and uh, glad you're back. Acts chapter 12, take your Bibles if you will, in Acts chapter number 12. We've been talking about the next generation. Let me go back and review, and then we're going to pick up in Acts chapter 12. Uh, the story surrounds Acts 11, 12, and 13, carried over into Acts chapter 15. We're going to find out there's a young man named John Mark. That's the next generation. And John Mark was picked up at his mama's house, the house of Mary, there in Acts chapter 12. At the end of Acts chapter 12, you're going to find out that uh, Barnabas and Saul have John Mark. They come into Acts chapter 13. They are laid hands on by the church there at Antioch. They are sent out. They encounter uh, the uh, sorcerer, Bar-Jesus, and then Barnabas and Saul, and then Bar-Jesus tries to turn away the deputy, Sergius Paulus, uh, from hearing about the gospel. Paul, Saul, which is turned to Paul there in Acts 13, then lays his eyes on Bar-Jesus and just goes right after him. The deputy, Sergius Paulus, says, hey, I believe. This is the dynamic. So John Mark goes from a house of prayer all the way to the ordination of Barnabas and Saul to their very first stop on that isle of, of Cyprus and on the other side of the island. And they encounter this sorcerer, and this demon-possessed man, and then they go to work. At this point, Acts 13.13 13 says that John Mark departed. Doesn't say he quit, it says he departed. We talked about two weeks ago that the next generation starts in the home. We talked about the home. Then last week we talked about that this next generation continues through the church. Let me stop and reiterate just a couple of things as you sit there at home. And mom and dad, and maybe a single mother, a single father, as you look around at those children that are at your feet or sitting around you, Know this, they are the next generation. And when somebody asks in days and years to come, when they see them, they probably will not ask, hey, what family are you from? But they'll probably get the same thing you and I get. Hey, what church do you attend? Just today, the pastoral staff and I were meeting and we were talking about the future. And as we talked about the future of Emmanuel Baptist Church, it, 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 one of the assistant pastors said something very interesting, and that was something to this effect, that our children, this next generation coming up, they are going to be able to enjoy church work at such a level that that's why we are doing what we're doing right now. So what we're going to find out is, is as we continue through the church, the church is not the ending point. There was no church from creation to the time they came out of bondage, the home was instituted. But then all of a sudden when they were in Egypt and they were on this wilderness to the promised land, they came out of Egypt and in your maps they swung south and then when they started heading north, they started whooping everybody, the king of Ashan and the king of Og on this side of Jordan. Then when they crossed over, you're going to find out that even at Jericho, they had heard about the Israelites coming, and that was because they were such a driving force. Hebrews tells us that they were the church in the wilderness. This assembly, this called out body of baptized believers, and you follow them out of Egypt, and, and this church has always been the gathering place 
for the family of God. And God knew that. God knew that. God knew that in this day and time, that going on our way to heaven in this wilderness, we were going to need some place to assemble. And that's why he did something wonderful, and he gave us a church. I'm going to make a bold statement here. And Emmanuel Baptist, this is not just filling time for me as pastor. This is not just me standing up here saying, boy, I have to do this. I mean every word I'm saying right now. And for the next a couple of weeks, in the past seven services, I have met every word from behind this pulpit. Listen to this. We have learned that we can live without a school. Did you hear that? We have learned we can live without a school. But we also have learned this, we can't live without a church. There is something about a body of believers. I think one of our men put it best with me. You have no idea what I face out here in this world. You have no idea. And I think one of our deacons put it the best way. Coming to church is like taking a bath. It's like being cleansed. That's why the church has got to understand that the homes that represent the house of God, that we are just a vehicle. We are a vehicle for the next generation to pass through that once they get on the other side and they start creating their own family, that they will attach themselves to a group of body, to a body of believers called a church, and then this thing just keeps going, and it keeps going. I have no idea where your children are going to end up at, but I know this. If we do it right here at Emmanuel Baptist and you do it right there in that house, they will attach themselves to a good Bible-believing Baptist church that absolutely they can raise their children. I love our church. I love what our church is all about. I love what our church has become. And here in the Scripture, we find the key to that next generation. Please, if you will... You're there in Acts chapter 12, and if you'll understand that persecution came to the church, the reason tough times came to the church is because the church was on a mission. Go back to Acts chapter 11 and verse number 25. We're going to review just a little bit the first three things I said last week, and then we're going to get into the very last. Remember, this next generation continues through the church. The church is not the stopping point. At all. And the church and the home have got to work together. The stopping point's heaven. That, that, that's the stopping point. And then we will be all back together again, and Jesus will be the great shepherd. Amen? And, uh, but look at Acts chapter 11, verse 29. We talked about the fact that then the disciples, every man, according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. The purpose of the church is to organize and, and, and organize and recruit the resources to do good. That's why we're here. That's why the church and the home have got to work together. You see, what your family cannot do as an individual family, we can do corporately as a lot. All the families that represent Emmanuel Baptist, oh, this is where the church needs to realize that our job is to organize. Our job is to recruit and get the resources to send relief. That's what happened in Acts chapter 11. Then in Acts chapter 12, you'll find out that the persecution came 
to the leadership of the church. We talked about that last week. The leadership of the church. They went after James. He was a pillar, Galatians 2.9. Then they went after Peter. And Peter was that person that Christ came to that we find out in Ephesians chapter 2 was one of the foundations of the church with Christ being the chief cornerstone. Let me stop and say this. I'll reiterate it again. I am not to put our church in any situation that would hurt the flock. However, living godly for Christ will build that strength that we need. Then the home is to be respected at all times. We talked about the fact that Peter knocked on the door of the home where John Mark was. Rhoda, a damsel, came to the door. But when Peter started uh, interacting with the home, then all of a sudden you'll find out that he never addressed the young people. He always had respect for the home. Now let's go to Acts chapter 13 and verse number 1. Now let's talk about how that the home continues, this next generation continues through the church. In Acts chapter 13 and verse number 1, they separate Barnabas and Saul for the work of the ministry. Now get it in your head, Acts chapter 12, they pick up John Mark. When they pick up John Mark at Jerusalem with Mary, at the house of Mary, the house of prayer, they come to the very end of Acts chapter 12, John Mark's with them, then they go into Acts chapter 13, and I think I've said it enough now to where you understand it, Acts chapter 13 verse 2, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So now the church has its leaders that are getting ready to go do church work. And when they had fasted and prayed, laid hands, sent them away. Look at verse 4. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed into Seleucia and from thence sailed to Cyprus. So now they're on this little island in the middle of this sea. And you can look at that on your map. Not now, later. And uh, on your map, look at verse number 5. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had also John to their minister. Now, let's talk about that one concept, that word minister there. So here you have the leaders of a church, and then they picked up somebody from a home that was a minister. They were, and, uh, and Mike, if you'll put that up on the screen, if you will, this is exactly what the word minister means. It means an under oarsman. That's what it means. In fact, if you'll look at the picture on your screen, in the picture on your screen, the up top is what everybody would see. And in biblical times, they knew what the word minister meant because they understood that they would use the slaves or the prisoners for the under to get the ship where it needed to go. Thank you, Mike. So understand that the word minister here is nothing more, go ahead and take it off the screen, than an under oarsman. It, it is the people that make it go. A church many times is, is the face of what the pastor is. So I'm the face. That's just all I am. I'm, I'm the face. But can I tell you right now you're enjoying, you are literally enjoying church at home and it's all made possible. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's Braxton Moore right there and one of the Brother Long boys right back over there, Brother Jordan right there, Brother Webb's right there, they are under oarsmen. Right now they are rowing to keep the church going. Brother Robinson sitting right back under oarsmen. 
These are second generation. Second generation. Brother Moore is one of our deacons. Brother Long is a missionary over in Southeast uh, uh, Asia. Brother Webb is one of our deacons. Brother Jordan's, I don't know what that is. And uh, Brother Jordan's father is the pastor. Think about this. Think about this. Brother Robinson sitting back here. His daddy taught school for years in Corpus Christi. Pastored for a little bit. Now teaches in the college. Grew up in church. 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 And I'm going to tell you why. Every mom and dad, listen to this. The reason why is because we all were part of churches that let us row. You see, the next generation does not begin when they get married. The next generation begins right now. I mean, I want you to look around your room. Let me ask you a question. What are your children doing at Emmanuel Baptist Church? <laughs> For the last seven services, nothing. <laughs> For the next little bit, nothing. But when we come out of this hiatus, when we come out of this time out that God has called time out, listen, what are they doing? You, you see, Emmanuel Baptist, we're, we're a church. Sometimes we're referred to the old ship of Zion. And that's why everybody understands we're, we're, we're going through life. And all around us are oarsmen. But the fear is this, that when the oarsmen that are being the oarsmen now are tired and they take their hands off the oar, where's that next generation to step up? And that's why the church cannot treat the oarsmen like slaves, and we cannot treat the oarsmen like they are no good. That's what Paul did to John Mark. Paul to John Mark, didn't want to, when it came to Acts 15, I believe it was, they said, well, let's take John Mark. I'm not taking John Mark. Why? Because he misinterpreted. And when you truly think about this, that word minister, that word minister comes down to this, that they were under oarsmen. And I cannot tell you enough how that there is a generation that we will lose if there's not a commitment by the home that you children, you're going to know what it's like to be an oarsman. I, I love our teen center. I love the fact that they get up, to get up there and socialize and play, play games. I love that. But I will tell you this. There needs to be some oarsmen for the next generation. Uh, I, I, in my mind's eye right now, I'm, I'm closing my, my, my mind's eye right now. The other day, Brother Hampton, Brother Matthew Hampton, I was looking and your son was ushering right back over here. And when I looked up, he was uh, having a good time. He was just kind of leaned up against the wall. He's an usher. And he was just having a good time. Brother Miss Juarez... How many times have I seen your son usher back over here next, next to Coach Holland? Let me tell you something. There's an oarsman going on. I see the teenagers up in the choir. You see, this is what was going on. John Mark was their minister. John Mark was, what do you need me to do? And there needs to be this respect that happens between the home and the church. Why? Because of this next generation. So this oarsman, it was John Mark. Uh, what began in the home 
should continue through the church. Mom and dad, could I just tell you this? I'm going to be very bold because you're not here. (laughs) How do you like that one? Are you ready? If it's a lazy child in your house, it'll be a lazy member in this house. Let me say that again. A lazy child in your house will be a lazy member child of God in this house. The houses don't change. That's why the, your home needs to be all about the Bible. Your home needs to be all about character. Your home needs to be about, let's get this place clean. Let's get this place picked up. You pick it up, put it up. Put it away. You say, oh, that's just, no, 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 you don't understand. How people act in their home is how people are going to act in this home, which is a reflection of Jesus Christ. So understand that this, these oarsmen, they, 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 they had the ship going. And that's what John was. John was a minister according to the Bible. The next thing, look at Acts chapter 13, if you will. The church is a place of spiritual growth, and here's why. When your children and my children attend the house of God, they're the next generation. They are the, this is the place of spiritual growth. Do you have any idea that John Mark, listen to this now, go back to Acts chapter 13 and verse number 1. John Mark at the house of God was exposed to a whole lot of people. In fact, there in Acts chapter 13 and verse number 1, if you'll look there, John Mark shows up. And when John Mark shows up, it says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Look at that. This John Mark got to see a whole lot of spiritual men. The, the reason that that our, our, this next generation and the young people need to be oarsmen is because they are around, and that's why they got to come through the church, because they are around spiritual men. Look what it said there, prophets and teachers. That, that's why men, uh, you and I have to be spiritual. We have to be spiritual. God's word has got to be number one. God's got to be number one because this next generation, ladies, listen to me. The greatest thing you'll ever do is pick up that Bible and read the Word of God and let the young people hang around. Boy, my mind is running to the gymnasium right now with all those tables over there, seeing the young ladies gather around spiritual women at the table to where the women have the Word of God open. My friend, the reason that church is very important is because our young people coming through church to do good, that they are surrounding and rubbing shoulders with spiritual adults. I see it in the choir. I see it up here in the choir. As I'm looking at the videos and reminiscing on YouTube and getting my fix from the church services, from the singing, the young people are around the church leaders. That's why the next generation has got to be in the house of God to be around church leaders. So they're around church leaders. The next thing you're going to understand is the spiritual growth that takes place is because of gospel growth. That's very important. The spiritual growth of the next generation is because they're around gospel growth. If the church is not growing according to the gospel, then the church is not growing. It doesn't matter how many members you have. It just doesn't matter. If the gospel of Jesus Christ is not reaching out, 
and if the Great Commission is not being given. Because look at who John Mark encountered. You know who John Mark encountered? Bar-Jesus. That's the bad part of this world. And then he also encountered Sergius Paulus. You know who that was? That's the people that wanted Christ. I, I want to hear. That's why when this, when this, this pandemic is done, that the corporate times that will have set up before this pandemic was getting was hit, you were getting ready to see multiple times of outreach, multiple times of getting out into the harvest. And once we get done with this, then we will roll out the multiple times. And I will tell you that there is something about an individual giving the gospel. And that's what you should be doing now everywhere you go. But there is something about being with the men and with the ladies and talking to people and a John Mark standing there watching an adult deal with the evil of the society and deal with those who want Christ. There is something wonderful about getting into the harvest and knocking on doors. There's something wonderful about pulling your car out over and getting out and going and talking to people. And the John Marks, I promise you, the John Marks grew up looking at everything going on. Today is April Fool's Day. And uh, Miss Thomas reminded me of Brother Jet, and he pulled an April Fool's joke on me years and years ago, several years ago, I should say. And, uh, and every April Fool's, um, I just chuckle. Uh, whenever I uh, kind of uh, look, in fact, I still have the text messages on my phone from Brother Thomas, us bantering back and forth on that April Fool's, and I just start laughing. And, and what's really crazy about this whole thing is, is that when Deanna was just a young person, uh, Brother Thomas was like, can she ride my bus? And I said, yes, but you, she better stick right next to you. I praise the Lord that there were people in our family's life that all of a sudden our children could be around. Our, our son-in-law, Josh. Jordan went with Brother Doyle to Tyler. And I believe this, that there are John Marks that are waiting to get involved. But men, ladies, if we aren't stepping up and doing something, it, it ought to be, hey, come with me. Hey, I'm going to go visit my Sunday school class. Hey, I'm going to go knock this door over here. Hey, I'm going to go knock that. Come with me. And what you're going to find out is the John Marks, they won't know. They won't know how to do church work. They won't know how to be an oarsman underneath if they can't hang around the Barnabas and the Sauls and these prophets and these teachers that were going on in Acts chapter 13. And then I think that the very last thing I want to tell you, did you hear that? The last thing I want to tell you, and uh, which will be probably the longest thing that I want to tell you. Look at Acts chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15. And this is something that every church leader has, has got. You've got to know this. Acts chapter 15, if you will. And by the way, let me back up. Hold your place in Acts 15. Go to Acts chapter 12 in verse 25. Acts chapter 12 in verse 25. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem. And when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John whose surname was Mark. Can I stop and say this? Praise the Lord 
there was a family that was willing to let go their children for the house of God. Now, I'm not telling you to be like Hannah and bring your child down here and drop them off at the house. Right? Don't drop them off. But I will tell you that while they're spending time with the family, and that's very important, that there ought to be some time that we're doing God's work and that God's work is getting done. And family, have the mindset, God, I, I want you to do whatever you want to do with my child. And when the pastor and the church have that kind of attitude, my goodness, this is an, an, an unbeatable combination. Let me end with this, Acts chapter 15. Look at verse 36. So we fast forward now. And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them, and they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. Look at verse 41. When they, and he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. Now, I want you to kind of go with me to Colossians chapter 4. So here you have Barnabas stepping up with Paul as you turn to Colossians chapter 4. Barnabas that's stepping up to Paul and saying, Paul, I think John Mark is ready to come with us. Paul said, I'm not taking him. So look what it says there in Colossians chapter 4. All my state shall, shall Tychius declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, Colossians 4, 8, that ye might know your estate and comfort your heart, Colossians 4, 9. Look what it says. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Look at verse 10. Uh, um, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, look what it says, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas. Did you see that? So here you have Mark, which was the sister's son to Barnabas. So Marcus then, this and Barnabas were related. I want to end the Bible study as your pastor, by looking at every assistant pastor, every leader, and understand this, that God has given this next generation gatekeepers in their life. It does not mention, as far as I know, anything about John Mark's father. I can somewhat relate to this as I am an uncle, and uh, Sarah and Paige uh, Sarah's often joked that uh, I'm never getting married because whoever I'm interested in is going to have to go through Uncle Bob. Well, you know, I will tell you this, that I feel that responsibility. I feel that responsibility huge. Sarah's father's in heaven. And I will tell you that as an uncle, I stand here, and, I, and I'm just, I know. I, I know. I can, I can see it in her face. I can read it in her spirit. But that does not come because I'm pastor. And that does not come because I'm a church leader. 
That comes because I'm an uncle. And I think that as a church leader, I have to be very sensitive to this. That next generation being ready to do this has got to come through the gatekeepers. And that's why the next generation has to continue through the church. I, 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 I wish I could say I'm perfect at this, but I'm not. But I will tell you that when it comes to this next generation, the teenagers and the young people that, that, are, are, that I miss, this is a hollow auditorium without the laughter and without things going on. I would, I would long for a kid just to shout out right now in the auditorium. In fact, if you're there, thank you. If, if you're there, uh, shout out when the cameraman just turned back to a kid. Uh, so understand that, that, that this next generation, it's, it has to be that to where we love them, we interact with them. But Barnabas looked at John Mark and said, where John Mark wasn't ready to do more, now he's ready to do more. And parents, the kind of pastor I want to be is the kind of pastor that I make everything available, everything available, the bus ministry available, children's choirs available, uh, a soul winning, outreach, make it all available, mission trips, all available. But then I must understand to go to the gatekeeper, to go to the Barnabases and say this, are they ready to take that second missionary journey so, well, he didn't even make it through the first one let me tell you something but he went back to the house of prayer so as we continue to talk about the next generation I have one more lesson uh, in the next generation and so uh, look every day encouragement at Emmanuel we have uh, Thursday Friday Saturday and then we have Sunday at 11 and then Sunday at 5 uh, please be in prayer for our church, reach out and encourage somebody. We are trying to work on a couple of things. We're trying to work on prayer parties uh, to where there's a, a platform to where 10 people can get together and they can see each other, sort of like Google Hangout or Zoom or there's other platforms. And so we're going to start scheduling times for our members to get together. Reach out and call somebody. Pray with somebody. Miss Kelly and I this afternoon uh, made like two and three visits uh, just to encourage people. And it was social distancing. It was just a hello. So our goal is to make it around to everybody, which is going to be virtually impossible. We're trying our best. Hey, reach out. Love on somebody. Emmanuel Baptist, I love you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your love for the Lord. And guess what? This will never happen on a Wednesday night. 58 minutes in the house of God. Enjoy it because this won't happen very often. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And I will see you tomorrow at noon if you're able to do that and then catch up on the uh, past broadcast. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord. And we will talk to you tomorrow. God bless you.